So I've discovered this new um, game that just came out recently. I want to play it. I just don't have money for it yet. It's called A Way Out. Have you seen the Oh, yeah. I've it? heard about this. This is from EA, right? You need to play this. Um, yeah, it's pretty much, you know, it's co-op. It's You can do online or local, so a split screen. And the whole idea is that you have to try to escape this prison working together. So both of you could be doing completely different things. Right, right. Which is really cool. Yeah, I saw the trailer for it. It looks really neat. And what's really neat about two, I think, which is really unique, is that one person could be in the middle of a cutscene while the other person is still doing stuff in the same game, which I think is so cool. That's pretty unique, yeah. I would definitely be up to playing, even though it comes from EA. I'm yeah, not that's a huge one. fan of yeah. them. But I've heard some good things. I've heard it, it's gone really well so far. So I like that they're trying something new, though. Yeah, I think it's a unique thing. Who doesn't like the idea of trying to escape a prison? I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. It's like a and, heist. Like and the, it makes it so that screen looking when you're playing on a on a local basis isn't cheating, which is nice. It is nice. Hello, everybody. Um, this is Nonsensical Brilliance, the podcast. Hey. Hi. Uh, with me... Your host, Marcus Young, as always, is my my co-host with the Mo host. Ha! But I like that. That was <laughs> sorry. A, that was a laugh. That was like, really loud. <laughs> it was a really loud laugh. But also, it was a laugh that seemed very insincere. I, I really like that, though. I'm just a little crazy right now. Yeah, he's a little crazy. You know what I mean, he's tired. Sheriff. Hey, how's it going? Hi. That's me. We're both, by the way, we're both co-hosts. But since I'm doing the introduction, I'm calling myself the host. The internal. <laughs> you did that struggles. last time, though. <laughs> That's true. We're kind yeah, of thinking. <laughs> we're kind of thinking when we we're going to wind up changing who does the thing at the beginning. I think we're going to do a coin flip, fifty-fifty odds. Here, because we both like to. Oh, trial. Heads, I win. You looked at the coin before you called anything. So that's not how that works. How do you know? <laughs> I know how coin flips work. Yeah, but I flipped, it, so I win. Let me. Can I flip it? No. <laughs> Let's just get on with the show. My coin. <laughs> that was really. Do you regret that? <laughs> We're a little crazy right now. So, by the way, I should also clarify. I want to apologize for the long delay between episode two and three. As some of you may have noticed, who knows? I was gone for a couple uh, weekends. When, when it's when it's usually best for us to record is on weekends. Mm-hmm. I had a bachelor party I had to go to one weekend, and then the following weekend was the actual wedding in South Carolina. So timing was kind of disrupted, um, but hopefully we're going to get ourselves back on a normal schedule. Yeah, and I'm just a student nerd, so I was busy with nerd stuff. So hopefully right now we're not really dedicated to posting at a certain point, but we want to seem somewhat consistent. So We're going to do what we can to get stuff on a regular schedule, but we do apologize if we just can't meet it. We hope you still love us. Some people that I know who have threatened me and my, my <laughs> who've threatened the two of us. You know who you are. You know who you are. You're Rascal. Listening. You're probably rubbing your thumb along the edge of your blade right now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I will say just as a joke that my co my coworker who who has thoroughly enjoyed the podcast so far, which is kind of nice, which is awesome. I he pointed that. out to me. He was like, "Where's episode three? And I said, "We're getting to it. We're getting to it. We're almost done with it. We're we're trying to get it out." And he goes. I said, but, you know, Sheriff, who's doing the editing right now, you know, he's, he's a student. And uh, so he's got a lot on his plate right now, too. And he goes, ask me how much I care. <laughs> yeah, that, gave me, that, that tickled me. I said, how much do you care? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so. And it's funny because the reason why it took so long is because not only was I waiting for Marcus to do something, he was waiting for me to do something, Yeah, too. we both were not on the same page, even though I thought we just, thought we just were. Just a massive breakdown in communication. Anyway, enough of the... Which is great because we're, ta- yeah. we're doing a podcast, <laughs> which is a lot about communication. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. But uh, enough of the uh, 
the clerical stuff behind the scenes. Do you want to burp and then point out the burp? I just I, I, that's kind of your thing. I don't want to. Part steal of the it. lore. I think this is going to be something that happens a lot, where it's just gonna. I don't have to burp right now. But right, I'll, I'll, I'll try and point it out later, though. But what have you got for us today? I have a story that is still ongoing. Nice. Is, it is by far the most upsetting story, and this is something we can kind of talk back and forth about. How do you it's feel? My favorite direction I, to talk. Oh, I believe so too. Um, how do you feel about the mail? Dude, I freaking hate mail. Do you hate mail? I get tons of hate mail. Do you? No. Oh. Do you I don't want get me any to? mail. Do you want me to send you hate mail? <clears throat> um, you know what? It would be refreshing to get any sort of mail that isn't a bill. <laughs> I'd be totally down with that. You owe me not money, but funnies, because you're not funny. Is that what? Like, no, what? it's still a bill. <laughs> it's still a bill. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so no, this story has to do with the mail, specifically the United States Postal Service. If it means anything, I do like my mail lady. She's very nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll let it slide. I'll let it go this once. Um, no, but this is about the U.S. Postal Service. So USPS is the cool kids. USPS, call it. yes, as the as the hip cool dogs on the street call it. Um, Which automatically isolates you as not one of them. I am not one of them. All right. No, especially if you saw what I just did to act like I was a cool kid, you would definitely think. Long um, story short, it was not cool. Go it ahead. It was not cool. <laughs> so I made a purchase online from the Ukraine. Oh. Legitimately. Interesting. <laughs> I ordered something. Um, I was just going to I don't care to say what it is. See, when my dad and I go backpacking a lot, we like to bring <clears throat> a tobacco pipe with us. Oh, neat. And it's very similar to cigar in the sense that you is so strong a lot of that tobacco that you don't really breathe it in like cigarettes. You mainly puff on it, really. I'm sure if you're a a hardcore person, maybe you could do it. But like I've tried, it's just it's it, you can't. So I like it, and I and I kind of decided recently I thought it'd be really cool to start collecting some. And so I went on Etsy. Yeah, my kids don't smoke. Huh? Nothing. Oh yeah, don't don't do it. Um, I thought well, it would be really cool to collect some because. Certain individuals are the, some of the designs you can see on some of these pipes are really really cool and the the kind of effort that people put into trying to to create these like the the worksmanship of it it's really impressive and so um, so yeah I, I decided I wanted to start doing that so I went on to Etsy and there was a person from the Ukraine who makes his own by hand mm-hmm. and I found a couple that I thought were really cool so I purchased one that was more like a it wasn't anything special other than that it was it's called a um, a church warden pipe, and I'll explain that in a second. I think you showed this one to me. This is a really it's a real long, long one. one. Yeah, yeah, that is a really pretty look. The idea one, behind it's supposed I'll to be he even puts in his description. <clears throat> it's like Lord of the Rings Gandalf style. <laughs> nice. Um, but I, I I liked it because I looked up the church warden thing, which I think is really interesting. The idea behind it was back in the day when churches didn't have locks. They would have people who would guard the church from the outside. And so the idea was they would have a long pipe for them to smoke while they're guarding the church. And that way, because of the stem being so long... They can whack people with it. Yes. No, the uh, <laughs> the the smoke wouldn't get into their line of vision. Oh, that's actually pretty interesting. So that's that's why they call it church warden. Huh. And also the idea of it being a long stem is you could read a book if you wanted to without the smoke getting in your vision to read. Yeah, that- so instead of the smoke getting in the way of your vision, you'd just be not paying attention because you're reading a book. Exactly. <laughs> so I decided to purchase it. It was like with tax and everything. It was like $30, that's including so um, the little tool to clean it 
and a stand to hold it. That's actually not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. And I was really excited because this guy got a lot of great reviews on his Etsy page, which I'm going to give it, I'll explain it in a minute. He's still going to get a good review from me. Hopefully I can figure things out. But So I purchased it. And he explained how it was going to take a while anyway, which you kind of have to expect when it's overseas that's going to happen. It's going to take some time, which is fine. So I purchased it early March. Early March, like maybe 6th or 7th of March. And I kept up with the tracking. I watched it as it was leaving the Ukraine, and it made it to America in uh, New York, going through all those processes. And then on March 19th, it arrived in Knoxville, 3 in the morning. Nice. Yes, it says it was in transit, it was out of location. I love that feeling. Yeah, it makes you feel like, yes, any moment, now I'm going to get it. Um, and and I don't know if you realize that we're just going to have to date this. Today is not March 19th. Also, today is nowhere near March 19th. Yeah. It's April 20th. It's 420! <laughs> Which is great because we're talking about pipes. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> um... I still don't have my pipe. Yeah, I figured it was leading up it to It was that. leading to this. <clears throat> March 19th, if you look on my tracking, it still says it has arrived in Knoxville March 19th. I, you're telling me. So first of all, I called the 1-800 number. It's like number. an entire month. It has been an entire month. It absolutely like has. Like four weeks. Yep. Like 30 or 31 you're days. You're telling me, buddy. Even. So I, I dealt with the calling. I, tr- I tried calling the automated service. Somehow I finally got through because it, like the automated service is terrible. I hate automated services. Which, by I the like way, it better when you can talk cl- to a customer service rep. Right, and I want to clarify it. Like I understand this is not the USPS personally. This is an outsourced um, automated system. It's not USPS themselves. So the first person I finally I'm on hold. By the way, they tell me on hold I'll be for 15 minutes. Oh, God. guess how long I was on hold for when I finally was able to get to a real person? An hour. Jeez. I was on hold for an hour, and it was what's worse about it is that the songs are all the same, and they like dip out as if they're about to, someone's about to answer, oh, and then it goes that. right back into the same tune. I goes, hate that. My my school oh. where I where I go to school where I learn it does the same thing. They have the same loop, and it fades out for a while, and then it just stops. And you and think someone's like, gonna oh, answer? Oh, oh. Am I released? <laughs> and then it just starts up again. Yeah. So I finally got a hold of someone. I asked about what was happening. She said it's still in transit. She said, you can't come and pick it up. She was like, she was making it sound like I couldn't physically come and get it, which is annoying. <laughs> but uh, she said, you just, you just got to wait a few more days and just we can do a case study and see if something happens and go from there. And I said, okay, great. Let's do that. Case study. That Some sort of thing where I guess official. they try to figure out what's going on with why is it still in transit. Because she even, you could tell by the sound of her voice. She even went, realized what day it was, like March 19th. And I, I called her maybe on the 20th or 21st. She goes, yeah, this should have gotten to you already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of March, by the way, not correct didn't call March. It just yesterday. <laughs> yes, no, this was a March. <laughs> so she um, she did a case thing on it. She was asking me. She was trying to figure out how much it cost, trying to find out what they could be liable for, stuff like that. So a few days go by. I was told I was going to get a phone call. I didn't get one. So I called again. This time they told me I'd be on hold for an hour, and I was on hold for an hour. Hey. I thought I was hoping maybe it would switch. There you go. It didn't. So the it guy answers, ever does. right? Well, the guy answered, and it was sort of someone different. I said, "Look, I was told I was supposed to get a call, and I didn't today or, or yesterday." And I'm I'm trying to figure out what's going on with my package. It says it's in transit and it's at a unit. So I said, "What is a unit? What do you describe?" Like I said, "Here's the thing. I would be willing to come pick up the package if you would let me." 
Uh, he said, yeah, but it's the postal service. We will deliver it out. As if I was crazy for wanting to pick it up <laughs> myself. I'm like, yeah, no, sir, I get that. But if there's a way for me to personally come pick it up, I will. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, is my package, when you say unit, is my package at a place where only USPS people can work, can go into? Or is it somewhere like a post office where I can walk into and pick it up? And he goes, well, let me find out. A couple minutes. It's a box on the side oh, of the road. Yeah. <laughs> a couple minutes. He goes, oh, yeah, it's at a post office. Huh. Great. Can you give me the address? And he goes, yeah, we can give you that. Just you can go pick it up as long as you have your ID. I'm like, great. So we go down to the post office that day. I guess they just out, assumed you would be like either too lazy or too angry to go pick I, it up. I, I don't know. So it turns out it's at the post office closest to my house. Yeah, I know where that one is. You know, near the library. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Sorry, you guys won't know. Some of you might. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, so I go to that post office. Wait in line. Get to the front. Only one woman's working at the desk. I say, I don't know if this is the line I'm supposed to be in, but I have a package apparently that's here. It's not been alerted to me that it's been here, but it is here and I need to pick it up. So she went in the back trying to find it. Took her a while. Thankfully, another guy came over to start helping other people in the line because otherwise it was just going to sit there. Oh yeah. You were definitely that guy. <laughs> yeah, I was that guy. She came back. She said, go around the corner. There's a blue door over here. Someone will try to help you here. Because she just had to get back to working with other people, which is I fine. I understand door. that. So I go around the door. And it's kind of interesting. For those who don't know the door, it's pretty much like a big door with like a little window door inside it where it opens up. It's kind of weird. It's a door within a door. Door within a door. Doorception. Door. <laughs> bringing back that meme. Doorception. Absolutely. <laughs> so the guy answers it. He's a really nice guy. Explained the whole thing to him. And he goes, yeah, let me see if I can find something. Goes back there forever. More people come to the blue door needing help. I'm like, oh, I'm this guy over here now. So he goes and looks around. Can't, can't find it. He brings... This is, the, this is the thing that kills me more than anything. He comes back with a piece of paper. That piece of paper was a picture of my package. <laughs> <laughs> that oh my goes, God. He goes, this is what we have. So apparently part of the system is whatever system it goes through within the post office, it takes like a screenshot so it knows where it last was at. That's perfect. So he comes with me with the picture of my package. <laughs> it's like, here's your package. It's not here, here, but it's in this building. See, I don't got your package, yeah. but I got a picture. So they called my, apparently they got a hold of my uh, uh, driver from my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. She didn't have it on her, on her thing. On our car. Excuse me. Um, and, yeah, it's somewhere in that building still. And so I went back a few days later because I, I was curious. I called the automated service to check on the case study, and it says, your case has been resolved. Oh, and really? Like, no one's told me. <laughs> no one's told me my yes, case is resolved. Yes, because I spent $30 internationally on a picture. So I go back, and I'm like, hey, this thing said it was resolved. It was the exact same guy at the blue door. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, this says that it's been resolved. Um, what does that mean? He goes, oh, that just means that we've made the acknowledgement that we are working on the case. And oh. that we're try- yeah, that's what he even... No, well, that's misleading. <laughs> yes. He even pointed the fact out that, yes, the automated system is not very accurate. He says they're still looking for it. He's, and he said, you know, the only thing you have to worry about was, I think, within 30 to 60 days um, that you have to worry about whether you're going to have to get a refund for it. And I just have to buy another one. So I'm going to, I haven't done anything yet, but I'm, I'm planning on in the next day or two going down there saying, Hey, any progress? Do you still have that photo? I need a smoke, man. I don't have no idea what happened. Like, that's just so insane. 
I, I really, I mean, the, the postal the other, service is just weird. The other thing is that you have to do it because it's out of the country. Yeah. You have to sign for it. I was about to say, yeah, when it gets international, like, there are tons of rules that go into it. So I'm kind of thinking if I have to repurchase, I might see if I can ask the guy. He'd be like, hey, I'll pay extra if you use FedEx or UPS. Oh, yeah. Something that isn't, you know, related government. to the government. Seriously, dude. So anyway, yeah, that it, it's just been kind of crazy. So like, this is now a political podcast. No, we're gonna, no, no, we're gonna no, rag no, on the government. No, 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 no. we don't want to go that far. <laughs> but anyway, so it, it's it's still unresolved, but it's been a pain. But at that moment, man, when he came back to the door finally after like what felt like 30, 40 minutes, and he goes, "Okay, I don't have your p- package. Here's a picture <laughs> of your package. It's been here, but I don't know where it is." This is a tantalizing um, evidence of what you might possibly get. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he told me like, it's clearly the box is small enough to where it could get lost, but yeah. I just, I don't know. It's, it just, I got lucky. I've only ever ordered one thing off the internet, uh, from out of the country. And like out was, of even Amazon. Like yeah, Amazon. it was on eBay. Um, I don't think they used FedEx. I think, I think, no, I think they did use FedEx, but I got my thing after like a month. So it, it just took ages. Cause when I bought it from China. And stuff from China takes ages to ship, but when it does yeah. ship, at least it goes pretty quick. I think the main thing is that, like, no offense to people who work at USPS, because I don't, I don't blame them. It was them. a practice sword. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but you, UPS and FedEx are specifically, there are companies that are, are, they rely on their ability to get you your package as soon as possible without any damages. Right. USPS is government run. They have, like, there's, like, they don't. Their job is to do what their job is, but at the same time, they don't. Their reputation, like they're not going to go out of business, right? If UPS starts delivering things late or delivering things broken constantly, they could run out of business. People will just start going to FedEx. They have their their reputation on the line. USPS doesn't, not really. Oh yeah, definitely. And and those privatized companies, um, they certainly would have less resources, but they have more of they have more of a uh, consequence whenever they mess right. things up, like the reputation, and that, that keeps them yeah, honest. You absolutely. Know? Uh, this sounds like. Do you want me to? Do you want me to shut up and give you some time to rant? Because it seems like it's turning into one. No, I don't want to do a rant again. I, I felt. I asked a couple of people, like, "How'd you feel about the rant I did?" They're like, "Yeah, I mean, I agree with you." It made it feel <laughs> like they were like, "Yeah," but it was still kind of like, huh, "I don't know if I want to get in front of that uh, rant." So, well, I mean, that is some good feedback. No, I mean, not in the sense that they hated the rant, but oh. it was just. It wasn't like don't do rants anymore. They're just like. I kind of hear this from you from <laughs> This isn't any different podcast. from usual. Yeah, this isn't unusual. But seriously, though, on, on, on the, the subject of feedback, definitely keep sending us stuff. Keep telling us what you think. Yeah, like, uh, feedback and, uh, and people's opinions are very important to us because it, it alters how we, how we do things. Exactly. And this is a show for you. So, Sheriff. Yes. I hear you have a, a topic for us. Right, right oh okay. That's yeah, there's not different voices anymore. I quit too. Right oh. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I was thinking about um the books I like to read because one that I <laughs> Okay, that was an innocuous sentence. I just love how you said that. So I've just been <laughs> hanging around the books I like to read. And I was thinking <laughs> Okay, maybe I could have worded that better, but that doesn't Anyway, uh, a book series that I really like uh, is The Stormlight Archives by Brandon Sanderson. I've not heard of that. Uh, It's really cool. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about it in a second. Sure. But that got me thinking about um, the sort of worlds that I enjoy, uh, specifically from literature. I think that it's really important when you're reading a book to have an immersive world, an immersive world to just kind of put your mind in whenever you're reading. And Brandon Sanderson, I think, does this fantastically in his books. 
Um, and that's part of the reason why I kept on reading it. Um, there, he has two books out and one of them just came out, I think last November and I've been waiting ages for it, but I haven't been able to pick it up yet. So, um, I was thinking, what is your favorite fantasy setting or, you know, whatever setting from a book? Okay. And why? And I guess what's one that you don't like or you would hate to live in? Right. Um, I'll be honest with you. I know it sounds strange to you or not to you specifically, I, I genuinely it, it, see it's a little bit tough for me because there's a few like some of the books that I really think of are so op- gigantically open world that there's so much left to un- to discover. Well, obviously, we start small. You can you can start with Clifford the Big Red Dog. It's okay. Can I? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> no shame in that. Okay, I get, I get to have a big red dog. It's pretty pretty robust. Does he talk? Though. He can, but not to you. Not to me. Yeah. So then he doesn't talk. He talks about you. Oh. But you can't understand it. That's a shame. <laughs> um. <laughs> I've got this giant red dog. What else does he do? Does he talk? Well, not to me. I don't care. <laughs> he talks to everybody else, though. He gets real boring real fast. No, I think for me, I think. Uh, I know it's really nerdy, and we we talk about this stuff all the time. But I feel like, to me, it's between two different worlds. And I think if I'm going to have to narrow it down, I think I'm going to go with this one. I really... I love the Lord of the Rings That's fair. World. That's fair, yeah. And it's, be, and it's because I've always enjoyed the fantasy aspect of a world similar to um, the past, in the sense of, like swords and like knight like i love knights i love romans I like all that kind of like yeah knights and romans both of which feature heavily in the lord of the rings series <laughs> <laughs> i know what you mean though i get I mean, that's like the era that from. was real the, the real the medieval era, era the medieval yeah. era sorry i should have been more specific but specifically i'm magic. tired magic but yes but no but the, the idea of that kind of almost medieval type world but also obviously with magic involved i mean mm-hmm. who doesn't like the idea of fighting creatures and, and different kind of monsters that you kind of like imagined in your head. Like speaking of somebody who can really, really detail a world to where you can almost envision what you're seeing. Oh yeah. yeah. J.R.R. Tolkien was one of those people that could really make the world stand out to you. And I mean, you think about the books, you think about one of the early chapters of, they talk about, you don't see this in the movies as much, which is I think interesting I don't know how many people realize, but there's a chapter dedicated to describing Bilbo's party. Oh, yeah, From the yeah. beginning. There, it's a full-on chapter, and it's only talking about the preparations for the party. See, that's the sort of thing you miss out in you don't, movies. I you mean, don't, yeah, you're not going to take a whole 30 minutes and show you. just can't. You just can't do that. But you get a real understanding of the people that surround Bilbo and the like the, the sense of family they have in the Shire. And the part, the, the thing to me that is important in J.R.R. Tolkien's writing also is when you see the difference from The Hobbit to The Lord of the Rings, the tone. And I don't know what how how well the tone is set from your author from the books you were talking about earlier, but mm-hmm. you can feel the tone changing when you when you've read from one to the other. You can feel the difference of growth in the sense because I feel like he really wrote The Hobbit for a set group age of kids, mm-hmm. and then he wrote Lord of the Rings for those same kids who have grown up now. Well, that's a little bit. Um, I don't know how true that is, but that's how it feels to me. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but it's a bit tougher to say with the with the Stormlight Archives, like I said, uh, because. 
it's only like two books or well, three books now. Right. Um, but they don't really, they span the same general amount of time. There's no generational gap or anything. Right. They've come out relatively recently. But I do, I do note the tone that you're talking about. It right. does, it does change. But to be, to really specific, and I think I've, I've kind of deviated a little bit, but to really get specific to your question. Yeah. I love the idea of, the, and I think Peter Jackson did a fantastic job of using New Zealand as a as a country to really portray what J.R.R. Tolkien was trying to show in his books, it's an absolutely beautiful place. It's beautiful. It's like, on my bucket list. The different, oh, absolutely. The different shots that they use, definitely. not only for <laughs> not only for Hobbiton, but just for everything. Like even the cities that you see with with uh, with Rohan, and and obviously throughout the entire like everything, even like the the, the Fangorn Forest mm-hmm. to me. Isengard before it becomes destruction is a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. Like the idea of being able to travel around this whole world, whether you're magical or not, and just being able to and to see these. I think I think it's part of me. I choose this because you've seen how the world is outside. Mm-hmm. There's you only have certain areas where it feels like there's any kind of nature still. This feels more like the world is back to its original state almost, where you're getting to experience all these different forests, and there's only a few towns here and there, and it's just mm-hmm. like it's not only just the world in itself and magic, and, and it would just make me feel like incredibly happy. It's like a genuine, wholesome world. Right, that's how it, it feels. It feels good to look at, and it's New Zealand, I feel like portrays that perfectly perfectly and it, it's got it's just got so much contrast like I'm, i i don't know for sure exactly where they filmed uh the moria scenes or the mountainous scenes but if they were all filmed in new zealand then that is absolutely amazing because you know you got those you know those nice long flowing fields of grass and right where they filmed the shire and some of the nice panoramic shots that they got and they got those greedy places where they filmed all the other stuff uh where the conflict occurred yeah, and I mean, granted, there was CGI and stuff involved, but the fact that 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 it pertains and uh, and and just keeps that natural beauty is just amazing. But then again, that is from the movie, right? Specifically, right? If we're gonna be if you're gonna be talking about mm-hmm. the question, get technical about it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be my favorite place. Now to to play off of the worst place I would want to go to. I know this isn't a book. Mm-hmm. Some of it comes from graphic novels. Could well, that's technically a book. Cybertron. Cybertron. Interesting. The Transformers. Oh. They're a home world. Right. right. I'm not actually ready to the lore. Here. Huh. It's right. a planet for Transformers. Like, you can imagine how for a human that would be very boring. It's very mechanical, very like especially how they've portrayed it through different different medias of mm-hmm. film or TV or, or or novels, graphic novels. Right, right. It's very mechanical. It's very machine. I don't think a human could uh, sustain life on there. Right, and so yeah. when I'm thinking about, like, it's hard for me when I think about places I wouldn't want to be. Because I think you have to think about the, like, for instance, I would say maybe, like, Lord of the Flies, like, that could be a place. I wouldn't want to be on that island because there's just murderous kids. Yeah. yeah but it, be but one of the that's a specific kids. situation. The place itself, the island itself is not a bad place. It's just what's happened. So when I think of a place that I wouldn't want to be, I have to think of... The world itself. Yeah, not, like an actual world. Yeah, yeah and, and I would not want to be on a mechanical planet that I have no idea if I could even survive on, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. So that's it's not as as descriptive as where I'd want to be, but I think it, it it's a suit, suited point that I wouldn't want to be there. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Plus, I don't trust Transformers, even the good ones. They're, they're all 
weird. Yeah. <laughs> Especially what Michael Bay does. And they're all, all weird. They make me feel weird now. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how I feel about him either Same anymore. Man. How about you, my friend? All right. Uh, so when I brought up uh, Brandon Sanderson's book, uh, yes. it, I do like to write a little bit. I don't. I don't write as much as I used to, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I respect good world building when I see it, and I feel like uh, Brandon Sanderson b- builds this great uh, this great world um, in his book, The Stormlight, or his book series, The Stormlight Archives. Uh, it's really cool uh, because of the way it works. Right. Like it, it, it's it's arguably the same as any other fantasy book series, um, but like there's no elves, but there are these things called the Parshendi, okay, um, which are kind of like a subclass of humans. They use them like like slaves but they're not they don't really they they're, they're like not completely human to the point where they're kind of like animals right um but they're humanoid i would guess but i'm not going to say too much more about that okay um but the the, the interesting okay. thing about the world is the way uh, the weather works they don't really have electricity um but they have these sort like this isn't really a spoiler either like this is just a mechanic of how the world works anyway there are these giant storms they're called high storms that mm-hmm. will go through and just people have to take cover and like if you, you can die if you get caught out in one of these things, but these these happen pretty often, like right. once every couple of weeks or a couple, like uh, once every month or so. And this is how they get their power, because they have these gems uh, that will they leave them out in the storm and they fill them with this energy. They call it stormlight, and that's how they power everything. And it lasts for a long time, and like you can, it's essentially clean energy. But they still live in this sort of medieval type world. Like there are still swords, and there's no real magic per se a lot of the things that are seen as magic are really just uh, an implementation of this stormlight uh, technology does does the does the the way that the weather works is there something that keeps them from being able to advance more than just what you said the with with the power of those stones i mean is that the only thing that they're capable of advancing or do they choose not to advance or? well the thing is this world is relatively young it's not oh, as old as the world in Lord of the Rings. Uh, so these people are, they're actually set organizations of uh, uh, where they have these people just studying Stormlight and they call them uh, like fabricators or, or something. I don't know. So they, 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 they could still grow. Yeah. Just, one of the main, yeah, yet. one of the main characters has uh, a relative who is just, her, her life is just dedicated to working on these things. Interesting. And uh, making I feel like that would be your life. I do, I do like the way that she that it she sounds works, like it's your life. There are these also there are also these really awesome soldiers and um uh they wear these these cool armors uh-huh. uh, but I'm not going to say anything more about that because that's kind of a plot point but right. uh, anyway it's an awesome book series um it's is kind it of, recent uh I wouldn't say it's super recent I don't know exactly when it was I had to uh, when the first out. one was published but it's super cool I actually have it if you want to borrow it. <laughs> oh. So this is our own little It's time. a really dog-eared and and uh, kind of damaged. It's it's survived a move. Uh but it, it I is here. An audiobook for it. I like to hear. I've been getting into audiobooks recently. I'm just going to say I've like, never listened to an audiobook. Honestly. It's interesting. Yeah. I think if you get the right person that's narrating it, it can really kind of bring to life the book. Because I think sometimes it's a little bit different for me than you. I think I, we can already tell. I don't read as much as you, which would just let's throw that out there. I'm not a reader. <laughs> you don't read books. I do read when I get the time. But cool kids read books. It's, it's harder for me. Yeah. It's easy. For, excuse me. It's easier for me to get lost in a book and then be like, okay, what did I just read? Almost like mm-hmm. it's, like, it's kind of hard to explain. But audiobooks, I've I've done it a couple times, and it's it really kind of helps me engage a little bit. 
um, a little bit better. And I think, especially if you have if you have the right narrator, I think it, it's it's great. I think it, it's worth the listen. Yeah. I think you should check it out. And, I mean, it all comes down to how you best learn and retain information. I right. Mean, you're probably an auditory learner. Me, I, I think I, so. I kind of. I like listening to lectures, but I also prefer to like have the material in front of me that I can look at. Right. Like sometimes I'll tune out a lecture, but I think, I'll honestly, go home and read the book and be fine. I don't know if people do this. I could just be making this up, but I'm. Sh- I feel like people must do audiobooks while reading the book along with it. I, I could. I could see people doing that. I could see somebody doing that. I don't. In I don't know if I could do that. Like you're talking. Yeah, about. I don't know if I could do that personally, but if that works for anybody. Uh, I've learned so much about learning yeah. <laughs> that anything is really possible, and whatever works for people, uh, they should you know pursue it as much as they can. If I may jump off topic just for a very small second, leap. Um, I feel like I should save this for a rant for another day, but <laughs> I, I will say that's one thing that I really wish that our our government and our society would do. Talking about being political. Is I really wish that people would like take in and and try to find ways in schools and school systems. I didn't do well testing wise. Mm-hmm. I did good at homework overall, but I was not a very good tester. I feel like they really need to figure out students a little bit better and figure out how they learn best and try to help those specific students mm-hmm. be able to get through high school, get through college, learning the way that helps them best. You see, that's something I could rant about. That's maybe we can do that yeah. next. Let's do that next episode. We'll let you talk about that because mm-hmm. you're going to know that really well. I have a lot to say about the education I would, system. I would love to hear that. So we're, we'll go back to the main subject. Yeah. Because I think that's a really good point. And so hopefully next episode, guys, you'll hear just hopefully it'll be right after this episode. You'll yeah. just, like, jump right into it. <laughs> yeah, I technically have a degree in education. so like, oh, I'd love to hear this. I really, it really genuinely would love to hear this. Me. But yes, back to, but the, back to, back to you. the matter so That world hand. sounds pretty interesting. I'm, I actually would like to maybe yeah, read feel, that. Yeah, feel free to borrow so, the book. It's right there. Well, let me ask you this. Have <laughs> you thought of something that you dislike? Is there a world that you would dislike to be a part of? That's a bit harder for me because I understand the merits of certain worlds and See, the books I, that I've read. Oh, I think sorry. It's, no, I, I, I interrupted you, but I, I uh-huh. think that's kind of what I was saying earlier. I think most worlds in itself, no matter who the writer is, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has that kind of beauty to it and that idea of where you're like, this could really work. But then there's like humans cause the problem where you don't want to be a part of it. But specifically the for the question in in in, in question, <laughs> the question I could help you. I bet I got one for you. Uh, well, so I, I have something. Movie. Have okay, you ever good. read the book or seen the movie Ender's Game? Yes. Yeah, I've read the book series. Like it's an entire series. Yes. There are a lot of books in that series. I haven't even completed. The yes, book, I, but... I think I'm with you on that. Actually, I might have to change my answer to that. I forgot yeah. about that book. <laughs> there is a the, you know the, you know the what I'm talking about the world. There is a world where the um, the aliens come from that looks pretty god awful mm-hmm. and that's technically a world yes it's a world yes. i'm making a circular motion with my hands you're creating a world in your hands yes. this is a world so, yes. it, so technically it, it it meets the requirements of the question yes it's, it's it, but it's described as this really inhospitable world um and on top of that um where ender trains later in the movie slash book is like this this asteroid slash small planetoid thing that has it's just burrowed into rock right I, I, that would just drive me mad i think so. i need too. variety i need some spice in my landscape man do you feel proud of that little statement yeah yeah i Have feel you... feel proud because i'm really tired what do you think about <laughs> the giver did you ever read the giver oh yeah i did read the giver a long time ago it's a good book but i feel like that world in itself where like pretty much everything is set up for you yeah that might be another yeah. one i wouldn't want to be part of i 
Because I feel like I want to be able to do things and find out things for myself. If I feel like I'm being led in a certain path, I'd be. I don't know if I'd be. That counts as a world, I guess, because that's something that's a result of human action, right? And it changed the entire, at least that entire community. I don't know if it extends to the whole world. Yeah. You burped. I didn't say anything about it though. <laughs> sure. but here you go, outing yeah. me. <laughs> I like that. That was a good topic. I enjoyed talking about that. I think, I think worlds in general. I'd love to hear anyone else's opinion. If you listen to this and you and you run into us, you're like, hey, I want to tell you about the world. Yeah, or, like. or email us even. Like, I wouldn't mind. What, what do you think of this? If we like got some good feedback from people or yeah. like some interaction, yeah. we want to like have a little segment where we read some of the stuff from the That'd previous cool. week. That'd like, I cool. would love to do That'd that. Be actually. Cool. Give us something cool to start on to instead of random bullcrap. Can I be honest with the audience for a moment? Peel back the layers a little bit? No. Oh. Go ahead. I love peeling. Okay. <laughs> Peel. Um, we. I really regret doing that, actually. Yeah. I really regretted doing that noise. And if you, did, if you didn't know, I actually did a hand motion of peeling something. I really didn't like that. Ugh. Ugh. All right. <laughs> um, right now, we're only posting to SoundCloud right now, as most of you might know. We are planning on trying to post to Spotify and iTunes soon. Hopefully, ideally, we can maybe do that right before we post this episode. Um, because I think it would be very important to have different options. And hopefully that way we, we keep saying we're going to have like emails and stuff like that available for people to see, but we just haven't done it yet. So hopefully by the time this is posted, um, we will have more platforms for people to see and actual ways for you to contact us. If you have that desire to contact yeah, us. Actually right now, the best way to contact us would be through Twitter because that's Correct. their, that's our social, eh, social media professional podcaster here promise <laughs> not really yes. no. um but our, our our twitter is actually set up completely it's our social media that's ready to go yes we can tweet um marcus is gonna do that i don't understand social media <laughs> <laughs> i'll tweet but yeah uh well, you can you can talk to us through there and we encourage you as always to you know tell us what you think and you know tell us what tell us what you think about the stuff we're talking about and interact with us you know, let us let us know what you think. Let us know what what is in your audience brain. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're going on. With yeah, that. You completely disengaged. Can I, can I peel back the layers one last time? Because I know this don't is, don't don't just, peel. This is going to sound peel. bad. Um, uh, how long have we gone for so far? Uh, right now we have been going for. 38 minutes and 10 seconds. I feel like that's a good, decent length. I think we've done quite a bit here. You think so? I think so. We, we, I know we've done, we've done a couple that have been an hour. Um, uh, we, we, we've we been kind of jumping back and forth. The first episode was about 30-something minutes. I think one's yeah. been 40-something, one's been an hour. We're kind of ranging around a little bit. To, to peel back the latest reason I asked is because we're... <laughs> running late for something and um i think the thing i was going to surprise you with which yeah. I, I will not tell you still Ugh. i'm going to save it for episode such five. a cop out i'm sorry we're going to save it for episode five he told me this at the beginning i know like, before we even started so i've been waiting this whole time for i know a but we wasted some time at the beginning before we started recording and that's on us so yeah. uh, let's provide a final thought is it my turn or is it your t- i think it's your turn my turn do the final thought yes all right so my final thought is that um what do you think about, like, college in general? Because I'm still on the whole education kick, you know? Yeah. Um, right here as the music fades in. Yes. 
You'd I have wanted, to point it out. Yeah, I know, but it's I wanted like to fa- I wanted helps. to fade in somewhere else now, just because you said that. Aww. I'm going to make you do some work. Fine. No, I think uh, to be honest with you, I think college is a good thing. Still, I think I, I, I'm looking at going back into college. I mm-hmm. think college is important, but the thing is, is that we we are in a society right now. As, as we get very serious in a, in a comedy podcast, I think society is putting it to where it's hard to get into college and to get a good degree, but also. Because some people still have to work, yeah, to survive. Yeah, and to I was go one to college. of those people. <laughs> um, because not everyone can get financial aid, but also, if you don't go to college, it's hard to get a good-paying job that will help financially st- st- stabilify. That's not a word. Stabilize. Stabilize. There That's you a word. Go. So college is good. The system trying to get into and work around college for life is hard. Yeah, I feel like it's a great, it's a great, it's a great idea. But the way that it's implemented in America versus other countries is just uh, let's not make this good. a little bit funnier before we go. We can't. Yeah, we can't do this. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just Would you rather brain. have flapjacks uh, shoved up your nose or a waffle slapped in your face? Waffle slapped in the face. That makes more sense. Then I could eat it. Could you wouldn't eat, eat the flapjack shoved could, up your nose. You could literally eat it while it's in your nose. I'm already congested. I don't need to be even more congested. And plus, that would introduce so much infection. You heathen. You heathen. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a gun. How dare you? (laughs) All right. It's probably a wrap up. Goodbye. Goodbye.